Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Realty Speak, the podcast where experts answer questions and share real-world examples that you, the listener, can incorporate as part of your real estate investment strategy to build up revenue, realize higher returns, and retain more profit when you sell. Without further ado, here is yours truly, Bill Widener, and this episode's guests, Tina Larson and Mark Foley of the Folson Group, who find you dollars you did not know you had. Welcome, Tina. Welcome, Mark. Thank you so much. Good to see you again, Bill. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is great. I met Tina at one of those early morning networking groups back in June of 2014. And after hearing Tina's description of what they do, I thought to myself, this is a very unique and exciting approach to reducing a building's operating costs. I love the story that out of your own frustration with rising costs at your own building, you quite accidentally created the prototype of what is now the Folsom Group. Please share that story with our listeners. Sure. So about seven years ago or so, I uh, I was very unhappy with the way my own building was being run, decided to uh, get, get myself on the board uh, and expected to find an awful lot of you know, malfeasance, frankly. And, and really, there was none. It was really just lack of attention to detail. Uh, subsequent to that, Tina uh, eventually became the uh, chair of the financial committee in, in a, her building. And uh, together we were comparing notes and working on things. And we realized that these buildings are not run oftentimes as, as businesses. So our background, uh, both of our backgrounds are as Wall Street business analysts. We've each been doing this about 25 years. And we realized that you need to run these buildings as a business. So over time, we realized, in, I know in my own building, we began to save so much money that we didn't need to raise maintenance, which was a yearly occurrence. We would run into people in real estate and they'd say, gee, we should do that in our building, you know, ha ha ha, be on our board. And uh, Tina was getting the same sort of responses uh, on her own when she'd be out and about. And we just kind of at one point said, you know what, why not start a consultancy? So we really consider ourselves the McKinsey and Company of Residential Real Estate. We've now scaled that. We, we think there's actually a much better market for us and for the market itself in multifamily, uh, privately owned or you know, publicly owned uh, uh, entities. So, Tina, what were you two up to uh, prior to founding the Folsom Group? So, I come from, we both come from a long time financial background. I worked uh, in uh, boutique investment advisory firms for 22 years. I worked first for one firm and then Mark and I met and we started our firm together in 2007. I was working in the same capacity at my previous firm as at our joint firm. So I've been an analyst, analyzing numbers, income statements, balance sheets, and comparing numbers. I mean, that's, that's what I do. That's what I'm good at, comparing numbers. So when we started working in Mark's building and we were comparing the financial statements, we realized, well, based on my background, we said, well, we have to develop a benchmark. So we developed a benchmark with hundreds of buildings for each single individual cost in all of those buildings. And that's what we're using as our base of how much each building should be spending on certain things. Oh, so that's very interesting. So so what you've done really is you've created a template for what someone should be spending for a specific product or service. And then while you are analyzing the line items of 
a specific project that you've been retained to work on, you're also bringing all this intel into that. Wow, that's 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 pretty amazing. Uh, well, you know what? Thank, thanks for that background of how the whole idea of the Folsom Group was born. And, you know, we've got the backstory. Let's get into the why, what, and how. So as we know, commercial real estate has operating costs. Could be an apartment building, commonly referred to as multifamily or multifamily mixed use uh, because it has retail stores as part of the building or it could even be an office building. Why would the owner of such a building subscribe to your service and what is it that you actually do for them? So the, the simple reason why any owner would want to bring us in is to make more money. We help increase their profit margins. What we do is cut costs, increase cash flows, find ways to maximize other sources of income within the company. So when I said we were the McKinsey and Company of residential real estate, so by that, what I mean is that McKinsey works with Fortune 500 companies, very successful companies, great management staff. They still pay them millions of dollars a year to come in and try to squeeze an extra 2 3 5% out of that. If a Fortune 500 company is willing to spend the time and the money to try to increase their margins, why wouldn't the owner of real estate do that for free? And when I say free, I say we do not charge a fee. We only work on a shared savings basis. So if we're not able to find any savings or additional revenue for that building owner, we don't get a dime. No retainer, no upfront fee, zero. But it's never... we. It's never been the case that we did not find any savings. We have never looked at a building's financial and not been able to find savings. That's correct. So there, there's basically only upside and zero financial risk in hiring us. So that's a, that's a real interesting business model. In other words, some, a, a, a multifamily, multifamily mixed use owner, an owner of office buildings, whether they have a few buildings or they're an institutional owner-operator, could actually hire you to come in and do this analysis and only have a fee if you find savings. That's correct. And then you share in those savings over a period of time. That's correct. So what are some of the line items that you find offer the biggest savings? If you look at percentage-wise, it's... uh it's very different from if you look at dollar-wise, and some buildings are much larger and some buildings are much smaller. So it's very so it's not as easy to say. I mean, energy, heating, and water are three areas where we often find savings and large savings. But we look at everything, including very small savings or very sl- small line items. So, for instance. For the telephone, sometimes we find no savings. We have buildings where we save them 6%. We have buildings where we sold them, save them 53%. We even have a building where we save them 72% on their phone bills. So, But that's a small item in comparison to electric heating and, and the water. So how many line items do you actually review in a typical multifamily building? Every single one. And is that is that ten? Is that fifteen? Is that twenty? Is it a hundred? A hundred. Yeah, could easily be in the hundreds. Wow. And the other thing we can do is actually help them uh, tighten up their their budget. Oftentimes they have the same category, or what should be looked at the same category under different light items. That might call it 
stationary, they might call it pencils for, you know, for an example. Uh, it's going to make it much easier if you can trim down. We, one building, we trimmed down their line items from a little over 800, I think, to under 600. So you actually help them trim down their light items, right. which makes it, of Simplifies course, much their e- accounting makes it much easier to monitor going forward for them, which which actually saves the money on accounting. Bingo. <laughs> so, so I would imagine you know there there are all different scales of this. You have someone you know that does this themselves. They manage their own buildings. Uh, some people have a management company that manages uh, their buildings. Uh, some people have so many buildings that they own and manage. They have their own management company that manages their own buildings. And, of course, there's staff to deal with. So in some cases is, you know, the person that handles the accounting and the QuickBooks or the accountant uh, or the in-house bookkeeper or the outsourced bookkeeper. I would imagine there are all sorts of nuances to your interaction with these different groups of people that are supposedly, I guess, providing this service already. How, how do you how do you navigate that? Because I, I would imagine I would imagine that it it can be pretty sensitive sometimes. It's not really sensitive because there the bookkeeper's job is to bookkeep to make sure that it matches up with their the bank statements, right? So the bookkeeper is not hired to reduce costs. So they don't they they might tell that this is your profit margin or this is your bank balance, but they're not going to work on reducing costs and increasing profit margins. So what about the accountant? And the same thing for the accountant. The accountant does the taxes and in the co-op or condo, co-op and the condo they also audit the financials. But they don't, they're not hired to reduce costs. And not even a managing agent is hired to reduce costs. We reduce costs. So just like IBM or GE or some of those large firms bringing McKinsey and company to pay them millions of dollars to increase their profit margin or their bottom line, we do... We do exactly the same for co-ops, condos, and uh, and rental buildings. Rental building owners, we help them increase their profit margin. I mean, that's our niche. Well, that oh, go ahead, Mark. Well, so Tina was mentioning you know auditors, and their job basically is to make sure the numbers add up and that there isn't malfeasance. We are, as we speak, we are working with a building where we found hundreds of thousands of dollars going over years that was not paid back the entity that sh- that should have been that did not show up on the audited financial on the audited financials that we found by going through offering documents. Wow. Oftentimes we'll look at a building we see that they're using uh when they're for budget forecasting, they'll use a formula anticipating what their costs are going to be. To us, that's like saying, okay, I've got the symptoms everybody else has. I'm going to look on WebMD and treat myself. There's a difference between doing a one-size-fits-all and having going to your own physician, your doctor, who knows your body and your responses. That's what it's like actually working hands-on with the building. So are there any risks involved in going through this process, like alienating the current vendors and the service providers? Well, let me ask you. Well, I answer that with a question. If your vendor has been overcharging you or if you can get a better service at a better price somewhere else, who should be offended? Yeah, probably me. 
I should probably be offended. But what's what, what's some of your experience with that? I mean, what's actually happened? It depends how strong the management is and or the owner. Because oftentimes uh, they'll say, oh, but we have this long, this wonderful long-term relationship. I'm saying, well, it may be wonderful for them and long-term for you. But you know, we, we've had instances where we've been able to reduce a particular service just recently, one was 20, about 25%, and it was roughly $50,000. And they said, oh, but we have a long-term relationship with them. And it's like, you know, I didn't want to use some metaphors to describe that relationship, but wh- why, would you, you know, why would you not want to end that relationship? So what was the outcome there? The, it was very tough. We finally had to kind of talk them down off the roof. This, this one worked out. We have had cases before when they've said, no, we're going to stick with this long-term relationship. Wow. So it goes to show how much... Cha-ching, relationships matter. You can lead a horse to $50,000, but you can't always make him pick it up. Yeah, you can't make him pick it up. All right. Well, uh, you know, I would imagine that most of our listeners out there are listening today because they want to increase revenue, because they want to increase their bottom line, because they want to save money. I mean, we're, we're really, really, the where the rubber meets the road is that Investment real estate is purchased because there's a return on investment. And that return on investment is a direct product of the net operating income. 100%. So if you increase the revenue, which is one way to do it, uh, or you reduce the expenses, which is another way to do it, then you're increasing the value of your property and the return on investment. Absolutely. It's all about cash flow and it's all about the margins. It's the margins. If you can increase your margins one, two, three, four percent, five percent, what does that do to the value of your building? Why would you leave that on the table? So obviously there are different people at different parts of a transaction that might want to use a service like this. That, and, and from what I'm seeing, it, it's unique. It's not, it's, not a lot, it's not something that a lot of people are doing. Um, I don't think you have a lot of competition. So there are other vendors that do very specialized um, uh, cost savings. So there's the ones that specialize in energy savings or electric savings or even water savings. But there's no other vendor that provides savings on every single line item that we can find in all areas. And we go through all the areas and then we provide suggestions. I mean, I have a lead green associate certification i'm very familiar with greening buildings so when it comes to electric heating and water even though we are not specialized consultants in that area only we it's part of what we do to green buildings and to um, to reduce the cost at the same time and normally reducing cost includes greening buildings so, so I would imagine an owner of a building that was thinking about selling the building and they wanted to increase the value of it. This is a service that they could subscribe to, to go ahead and uh, reduce their expenses, which increases their net operating income, which ultimately increases the value of the building, which is profitable to them. This could also be a service that could be used by somebody who's interested in purchasing a building. Is this... Is this something that you could do where somebody could say, hey, I'm thinking about buying this building. Will you take a quick look at all the line items 
and give me a sense of what percentage of savings I could have based on that intel. Yeah, absolutely. And th- there's no difference in that than looking at any other business you might be buying or as analyst as looking at a business on Wall Street saying, is this company being efficiently run? Why is, what, what's wrong? Is it management? Are they misusing funds? Are they you know, not te- keeping a, a tight enough control? So not should somebody who's looking to purchase or somebody who's looking to sell a building, but why wouldn't somebody who already owns a building want to increase their revenue every single year? If you're getting an extra 2 3 5% a year, that's in your pocket. And remember, that's compounding. So, so all right, so we have the, the seller who can increase the value of their property before they sell it. We have the purchaser who's investing in something that wants to see what the upside is, and you can help them with that. And then, obviously, we have the person who's holding the real estate and just wants to increase their bottom line because they want to have a bigger profit at the end of the year. I would imagine that you could even help real estate funds that are investing in a portfolio of assets, and you could go in and do this analysis for them. And not just there, but hospitals, hotels, there's really no difference. We've even worked with a storage facility. After you've done this analysis, what are some of the questions that owners find themselves asking you? How does their perspective change after they've gone through this process? Well, there's generally two outcomes. The first one, uh, and it doesn't generally lead to a long-term relationship, is that they're they're a little embarrassed because they might have prided themselves that they built this business up from scratch. And they said, you know, we've got a very tight control on things and we find them areas where maybe that was not so. And they take it a little bit personally. And that's that's a shame. Uh, But the other is generally people are very happy. Look, you know, as business people, we think we run our own entities fairly well. If you said, hey, Mark, I can come and uh, look it over and see if I can save you money for free. Do you mind doing that? I'd say, hey, look, here's the keys. Let me know when you're done. I don't you know, I don't care. It's not about ego. It's about green. So when we walk up to somebody and say, look how much money we just saved you, or look, your audited financials missed this, we're, we, we're going to hand you hundreds of thousands of dollars, those people are pretty darn happy. So tell me then, what, what are some of the ways the business has evolved over the last four years? You started in two, four, 2014, correct? That's correct. So here it is, 2018, four years later. What are you doing differently now than what you were doing back then? How has it evolved? So initially, we started working on collections, amenity fees collections, and op- ongoing operating costs. And one of the things that we we started working on, but we didn't think that it was going to be as big as it is, were on projects. So initially, we had we were working with a, f- a few buildings on. Um, reducing some project but it wasn't as big and then last year we were working with one building that was doing an elevator project do you want to talk about that mark sure so the building had uh, had to do a complete elevator replacement they were about 60 years old past their useful life so management did what they do they they brought in a consultant a dedicated consultant uh well regarded in in the city 
and to replace three elevators, they got a bid, and it was going to be $750,000, and management says, okay, well, that's what's recommended. That's, that's what should be done. We uh, were involved, and we said, well, let us bring in one of our partners who did a tour of the building, a uh, tour of the elevator with the consultant and, and the elevator company, and asked a few questions, made a few suggestions. Bottom line, we got it down to, I think it was $504,000. So we were able to get one-third off the price. And when the owner asked management, well, why, and asked the consultant why, the answer, the answer, the, answer the dedicated elevator consultant said, well, nobody asked. And it's, look, it's, it's a little deeper than that, but it really goes about just getting involved. And, you know, so many times you, you have your trusted advisor and, you know, it, it's really about getting more involved. Look, obviously you have to have the knowledge for it too, but it's about just really poking the stick, making people do the work. People, especially in management, in, in real estate, they're, you know, very overworked and we spend the time. We're very tenacious people and we have the experience at this point to know what to look for. And there's too much money on the line. We are the only vendor that somebody is going to bring in where the interests are aligned. We're the only vendor brought in where we're, our objective is to get you to spend less money. We're not trying to separate you from your money. We're trying to save you money. That makes a lot of sense. You know, it comes down to that old adage, you don't get what you don't ask for. No, nobody is going to volunteer to charge you less. Unless you ask. I mean, that's the whole idea of negotiating. And what you're doing is you're going in as a skilled negotiator that understands all these different light items and the vendors that are attached to them. And you're negotiating on behalf of your client to save them money. And even like on this elevator project. So it was the same model. You... You saved the money and then you shared in the savings. They didn't have Correct. to pay you up front. So, so if you went out there and you couldn't find anybody that would do this project for less than $750,000, that would have been the end of it. Not only did we not have to find anybody else to do it, this was the same vendor. It was the same vendor? The same vendor lowered their price. <laughs> oh, I didn't get that before. Okay. That's- strangely, strangely, we did not get a Christmas card. No, no, I guess you wouldn't get a Christmas card from them, right? And uh, it's like when 60 Minutes shows up, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. You're not happy to see them, I'm sure. I'm sure I'm sure when he sees your phone number on the caller ID, he's going to be like, I don't know if I want to take this call because it's going to cost me a quarter of a million dollars. That's right. what we do, just making, making friends and spreading sunshine. Yeah, yeah, really, really. So... Uh, all right, so you know, tell us tell us about uh, a project that has history. You know, where you're doing all the line items and you save them money over a period of time, uh, and and what the results of that have been. You know, when it started and what the results of that have been. One of our most successful projects, we started with collecting uncollected fees in the amount of one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And then we reduced our ongoing operating costs, including several line items. But they were telephone, electric. I believe that the electric in that building was reduced by close to two-thirds or like 40000 a year probably. 
And, and if I can interrupt just one second, that, that $160,000 in uncollected fees, it wasn't just something that you know, uh, somebody had sent out a bill and say, hey, you're overdue. These were things that had completely fallen off the financials. It was going back two years. Financials were audited. They were completely off the ledger. And we were able to find that. Put it even more perspective, you know, $160,000. Well, if you're a $100 million building, it doesn't matter. This is a $3 million building, about 5% of the budget. Missing. And then we continued and we helped them with some projects. Uh, we installed a gym that we, the original proposal was 200000 and and we got it down to 100000 That was a different vendor though. And we actually recently helped them renegotiate their laundry service contract, which was 50% higher than the old laundry contract but we also in that building we've helped them with a bunch of other stuff we think that uh, we, we probably saved them 1.5 million dollars over the last six years and that and that's the project that's how we started well that was that was a nice foundation to uh, jump off of for sure is is there anything else that we haven't covered that you think you'd like to share with our listeners today well there's no downside to hire us we'll come in We'll review, um, give, give you a few suggestions. Some you take and some you don't. And the ones that you take, we'll start implementing them right away so that you see savings as soon as possible. Then when you like the results, then we'll continue and provide you with a few, a few additional suggestions. Basically, the longer you work with us, the more money we're going to be able to find and save you. So it's not an all or nothing at all model people can kind of phase into this see how it works yeah that that's kind of nice one of the misconceptions management has with us uh, about us is that if an owner brings us in oh my god they're creating more work for me we're gonna make you look bad it's like no we're 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 here to make you look good we're help you to run better and the other thing is we're not creating more work we just need we will identify we will get approval for a project we will proceed with the implementation we, we take very little of anybody else's time. Well, wow. That's been amazing. I'm so glad that you two joined me today, Tina, Mark. You shared a stockpile of knowledge with our listeners. If any of our listeners want to continue the conversation with you, what's the best way for them to reach out? Our website is www.thefolsongroup.com. And, and Folson is F-O-L-S-O-N, correct? That's correct. Right, so... The Folson, the Folson Group.com. Right. So everyone's got internet these days. So they can just go there and contact you. That's Tina Larson and Mark Foley. Thank you so much for being with me today. Bill, thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Bill. Hey there, everyone. Thank you for listening. I look forward to you joining in for the next episode of Realty Speak. You can subscribe and share right on the player. And always find us at BillWidener.com. That's B-I-L-L-W-E-I-D-N-E-R.com. And remember, it's not about us, but how we help you make the bottom line rise. Until next time.